This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where Warlord is too hot for this shit. There's over a thousand people that have died in Europe as a result of the heat wave. It is a record heat wave. We got it going on here in the U.S. as well, but I haven't left the house very much. Other than to go out looking for Smokey, who is still missing, unfortunately. Hopefully he shows up eventually. Hopefully Warlord is able to get some relief. Dump a bucket of uh, ice on yourself. The cat in the roof. We got we got we got the we got the cat out of the ceiling. He's he's around here somewhere. We've had we've had fucking cat problems all week. I can't. There we go. Now I'm over. Right. I'm not high enough for this shit. I have been working non-goddamn stop today. Other than like the break that we took to go around the perimeter looking for Smokey yet again. There was some roast beef and the housemate was like, Ooh, I made an awesome roast beef sandwich. I didn't get a mega sandwich. I just threw the roast beef in a bowl as the, you know, with the potatoes and shit as it was. Cause I was like, I just gotta, I just gotta stuff it in my face. I ain't got time for anything. Gotta go right back to doing work once we get off from doing this shit. Luckily for me, there's not that much news to talk about tonight. So maybe, maybe it won't be another four hour stream. But who knows? Who knows? Somebody might call in and argue with me. Somebody was on Facebook laughing at all my shit. Huh. Somebody sent me an email saying, hoping we can talk Justin. Wait a minute, they're wanting me to advertise with them. I ain't got anything to advertise, bitches. Thought you wanted to throw me some money. Oh, I guess I do have shit to advertise. The Troll Patrol. That's right, I've got all kinds of... I've got a t-shirt store. I've got multiple videos. Video products I put out. There is indeed plenty of news. There's never there's never not news, Warlord. You're correct. Two people have been charged in New York with funneling Chinese money into the Trump campaign. Surprise, surprise. Speaking of the Trump campaign, former Trump campaign manager Steve Bannon's trial began today. Apparently the judge is already sick of Steve Bannon's shit. What do you think about that? I had a meme up. Where did my meme go? I thought I had it up. I got it up now. Here's your meme for the day. PLC says no, they don't want no scrubs. The scrubber from Scrubbing Bubbles is very sad. Heartbroken. Can't go hang out with Chili and T-Boz and Left Eye. Left Eye's dead, right? That's the one that's dead. 
Billy and T-Ball is still kicking it. We were having the conversation the other day about the quintessential 90s song. Creep. But DLC could totally be a quintessential 90s song. It was everywhere. I guess you could probably go with Waterfalls as well. (laughs) Joking myself up over here. Hill the Beast! Raiding! Oh, I didn't turn off the emote explosion. I did not turn off the emote explosion so that you could see it say that, you know, Hill the Beast raided with however many trolls that are not high enough for this shit. Wet Sea Goat! Welcome! Thank you for being a freaking follower. To all of you new people, my name is Justin Freaking. I do the news. I was news director of 11 radio stations around here. And by the way, some people point out like, well, if you got fired from 11 radio stations, no motherfucker is a conglomerate of 11 radio stations. Well, actually a conglomerate of, of nine. Then I worked for another one. I was, I was the news director of 11 radio stations, a writer for four different newspapers. Now I do the news and your mom on Twitch. Yeah, for for a show with a troll head, we actually we, we cover the day's news, all the topics. I was just running down what we're going to talk about tonight. This is your meme of the day. I come on at 8 p.m. Eastern every night. Please join us. I'm sorry, not every night. Sunday through Thursday. Friday nights, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Sparkles Lavendar, for the Friday Night Freak Show, which is indeed a freak show. Miss Nixa. Welcome! Love all of you new people. Especially you, Hilda Beast. Welcome everyone. I'm not high enough for this shit. Once I get high enough for this shit... Igloo! All kinds of people... Oh shit! All kinds of people are in here right now. Once I get high enough for this shit... We're gonna run down the day's top stories. We're gonna talk about several mass shootings that took place over the last couple of days... Uh, the shooting in Indiana that occurred yesterday, apparently EMTs couldn't respond to that shooting because they were at another shooting. No, they couldn't respond to a shooting in a park because they were at the mall mass shooting because it was just another day here in mass shooting USA. Cicero, core, welcome guys. Oh, for all you new people, just so you know, I would give anything, anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. That gives you a good idea of what kind of shit we do around here. We talk about the news, and we we make fun of idiots. Uh, I'm so, like, I'm sorry that Igloo is not set up to give them, give them a shout out. My apologies. Can a mod take care of that? Shout out Hilda Beast. Shout out Igloo. All all the cool peeps. Thank you for hitting the rips for me. Nah, Igloo, it's me. It's me dropping the ball. Come on, man. 
Oh, yes, for anybody else who is new here, don't forget that Matt Walsh once called me a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. That is why you should uh, follow this channel for sure. And if you feel so inclined, do sub. I, I, I don't feel that you should waste your money with me. However, if you would like to get the show without the ads... That's totally cool. If you've got the Amazon Prime, you get a free Prime sub every month. Tones, thank you! Rocket like it's nighttime to edge late 2020. Well, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to conflict with any of my good friends that are on late at night. I want to give everybody the news, maybe as they're getting off work. Run down what what's happening in the world, and then you can you can head over to the night twitch. Usually, I raid out to Echoplex. Sometimes it's Poly people. I don't know about all the cool kids. I'm I'm definitely not cool. I am not a cool person at all. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to the news of the day. Police identify victims, laud actions of man who killed Indiana mall attacker. Well, police are saying there certainly would have been more people killed if not for the quick actions of a 22-year-old who heard the shooting and had a gun of his own. A 22-year-old. And the one thing I want to point out is this is incredibly rare, and we're going to see a example of how the cops respond uh, to shooters here to say why you don't want to be armed during a mass shooting incident, because the cops might roll up and shoot you. That's usually what happens. It's become the scene where another devastating wound is inflicted on an entire city after a mass shooting. I grieve for these senseless killings, and I ache for the scars that are left behind on the victims and on our community. The mayor of Greenwood is trying to find words he hoped he'd never have to find or say. I don't want to be among the mayors that has to share these statements, but sadly- Miss Nixa, it is always 420. It's 420 somewhere. Right now is a good 420. In the Greenwood Mall food court, the gunman is identified as 20-year-old Jonathan Douglas- I am just recently back on Twitter, Hildebeast. I believe I follow you, but like I like once I said uh, once again, Media Winch made me a Twitter. Uh, Twitter uh, has banned me more than a few times, so I currently have a Twitter. I'm trying to be a good boy over there at Justin Freakins at Justin Freakins. Oh fuck. In the Greenwood Mall food court, the gunman is identified as 20-year-old Jonathan Douglas Sapireman. My God, like, didn't know what he looked like. I could have described him to you just by the fact that he committed a mass shooting at a mall. I could have told you he looked exactly like this. Surveillance video showed Sapireman entered the mall at 4.54 p.m., then goes to the restroom. He's in there for an hour and 20 minutes. He comes out firing with a rifle. He blasts off 24 rounds. Five people are hit. 
three killed, two wounded. Within about a minute, 557, he's confronted by 22-year-old Elijah Dickin. Dickin has a 9mm handgun. Not the cops, though. He's carrying it legally. He fires 10 shots, killing Sapirman. His actions were nothing short of heroic. Um, he engaged the, the gunman from quite a distance with a handgun. Uh, was very proficient in that. Very Because the cops won't do it. And as he moved to uh, close in on the suspect, he was also motioning for people to exit behind him. Investigators recovered Sapirman's cell phone in the bathroom toilet. They're trying to determine if there are any clues in it as to why. Huh. Now we have no motive. Um, fam his family members that we spoke to, uh, they were just as surprised as everyone else was. Now the victims killed are Pedro Pineda, 56, his wife, Rosea Marion Rivera de Pineda, and Victor Gomez, all from Indianapolis. Now police say the shooter had two rifles and a handgun. He broke those rifles down into at least two pieces, put them in a bag, and that's how he was able to get them in the mall Wow. Brian Hemrick, WLWT. So what was he doing in there for an hour and almost a half? Assembling the rivals, taking a shit, contemplating his last moments on earth. An EMS crew couldn't respond to a reported shooting at a park in Indiana because they were responding to a shooting at a mall. Just another day in mass shooting USA. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. This isn't fucking funny. I broke down in tears last night talking about Uvalde. Some emergency responders in Beach Grove, Indiana couldn't go to the scene of a shooting at a park on Sunday because they were responding to a shooting at a mall, the city's mayor said. Our Beach Grove EMS, believe it or not, was not available for this incident, Mayor Dennis Buckley said at a Monday news conference because our ambulances were down helping people at the Greenwood Mall. An unidentified gunman killed three people and injured two others at Greenwood Park Mall. It was, We had heard four last night, so thank God, like, thank God. <laughs> being humorous when I say that. So thankfully, the body count has come down. We do know that there were dozens of rounds fired at the park. Beach Grove Deputy Police Chief Tom Hury said multiple law enforcement agencies came to the scene to assist, including the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department, Authority said. The pair of shootings came as the nation grapples with a string of high-profile mass shootings including the May 24th massacre at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Also, I'm going to hit the content warning for it because we're getting ready. I probably should hit the content warning before that. This one is going to piss you off. Two fathers in Uvalde were denied entry to the commission. And it was, you know what, another emotional day for families and the entire Uvalde community. Are on the together by the House Committee now. investigating the shooting. Several times since that May 24th day and through the weekend. What did you see and what did you hear from families today? 
Xavier, the frustration for these families continues after watching these videos and after getting the report today. The families tell me they know there was failure, but now they're asking for accountability. It was yet another day filled with lots of anger and frustration for the families of Uvalde. For almost eight weeks, they've been waiting for answers to try and figure out what happened inside the school on that terrible day. Has it been eight weeks? The junior college to finally meet with the Texas House committee members to discuss the investigation. Hopefully, um, after all the facts come out and all the information is collected, that they'll find who was uh, to be held responsible for that and we'll... We'll start the healing process. But some parents weren't allowed past the door. Turns out they weren't on a list. I was really mad. Um, I told them there that I was a uh, father to one of the deceased, and they said that my name wasn't on the list and I wasn't welcome there, that I had to get out. And I don't know, I don't know who was overseeing that, but um, it's it's not right. I'm mad. I feel no, it's not right. Like they're making a mockery of me being a parent or the relationship that I have with my daughter, and I'm, you know, I'm super mad about it. Emery Joe Garza's dad wasn't the only one that was kicked out today. Annabelle Rodriguez's dad also was not allowed inside. That's what happened to my baby, you know, and, and, and now I, I'm, I'm not going to know what happened, you know, because. I wasn't on a list. When we asked the mayor of Uvalde why some parents weren't allowed inside, this is what he had to say. You're asking me something that you need to, you need to be talking to them and to the rest of the family. I have no control over so that. So who's inviting these families to these events? The, the families them? made the list of who was coming to that deal. So the families get to pick and choose who gets information? It was immediate them? family that were allowed there. Again, you're asking me something that I can't tell you on the parents. They're telling me they're pointing fingers at you, so that's well, what I'm Well, I mean... Point the fingers at me. But I think you're an asshole. Yes, I'm going to point the fingers at you. Somebody needs to be held accountable. You know who that is, I don't know. You know, we're going to find out. And again, these families continue to push for accountability. They tell me they will attend all the meetings necessary to get that, even if they get kicked out. And by the way, tomorrow there is a school board meeting where we expect to see another packed house. Reporting live in Uvalde, Anayeli Ruiz. And the content warning once again, because now we've got some other angles and shit. This is all from the release yesterday that we talked about last night. They've got body camera footage. They got all kinds of shit. All right, turning now to Uvalde. Yesterday afternoon, the city suddenly released more than three hours of edited body camera footage. It gives a picture of that horrific day from multiple angles. And from the perspective of the Uvalde police officers themselves, we do want to warn you what you're about to see could be disturbing. The videos show the content warning fuckers as 25 police officers descend on Robb Elementary from multiple directions. You see one officer rush into the building without hesitation. But once the gunman shoots toward them, they quickly retreat. Howard More officers arrive on that side of the campus. They begin searching and clearing classrooms. Back outside, body camera video shows those officers pulling students out of windows to safety. Hey, you're being a trooper, brother. You got this. Come on. Let's get you out of here. Let's get you out of there. Come on. Hey, I got you. Wrap your arms around my my neck. There you go, bud. Trying to lift up his leg. Okay. Fred, can you reach out of the leg? Then later on, you see the officers waiting in the hallway. Finally, 73 minutes after the first officer stepped foot into the building, surveillance video shows Border Patrol's tactical unit 
move in to kill the shooter. Also yesterday, the Texas House Committee released a preliminary report detailing its findings from the Uvalde school shooting. Investigative reporter Cheryl Mercedes has gone through every single page. And Cheryl, we understand nearly 400 law enforcement officers responded that day. Now remember, put that up against the dude with a handgun that killed the shooter at a mall in Indiana yesterday. 400 fucking cops and it took them 70 minutes and a dude with a handgun just shot the, the guy with the rifles in the mall in Indiana. Wow. There were 376 law enforcement officers at Robb Elementary School from 23 different agencies. And the report from the Texas House of Representatives Investigative Committee found that there were, quote, systemic failures that went far beyond one person or one local police force. <laughs> Chaos, cluster, more cops, more money, more tactical gear. One hour police response to Robb Elementary. The committee's report indicates no one took command of the scene. The school's active shooter policy, which was signed by school district police chief Pete Arandondo, stated the chief will become the person in control of the efforts of all law enforcement and first responders that arrive at that scene. Pretty much, Morgan. Arandondo testified, while you're in there, you don't title yourself. My approach was responding as an officer. Wow. Chief Arandondo testified that he immediately began to think of the attacker as being cornered and the situation as one of a barricade subject and didn't think there were kids in the classroom but according to audio from sergeant once Coronado's again they knew this camera, he later contradicts himself so we didn't turn off the rest of the building so we wouldn't have any more besides what's in there obviously while there was miscommunication mother you lying sack of fucking shit you lying sack of shit remember cops lie when they don't even have any reason to lie did news for years. I can tell you this. Cops would just lie to me for no fucking reason. Like, this had no bearing on anything. And you lied to me, and I can see plain as day that it's a lie. So when they're in cover your ass mode, you better believe they are lying their ball sacks off. Several breakdowns in the school security. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Cops don't have balls. In this case, balls being a metaphor for gumption, courage. Protocols. One being, had school personnel locked the doors as the school's policy required, that could have slowed his progress long enough to receive alerts, hide children, and lock doors. Blame it on school personnel. They're pushing the blame on teachers. These people are disgusting. Cops are disgusting. The attacker entered through the west entrance of the school, but the committee learned the exterior doors on the east and south sides of the building were also unlocked. The attacker still would have had the ability to enter the building. A coach reported shots fired over the radio, but when the principal tried to use an app to notify the school, she had difficulty making the alert because of a bad Wi-Fi signal. Oh and my God. she never tried to communicate the lockdown over the school's intercom. As for the gunman, the committee reports the attacker had no experience with firearms and that the shooting was likely the first time he fired one. And the shooting took place in the shooter's former fourth grade classroom. We knew where he's going. Teacher testified he claimed to be a victim of bullying. 
The committee also reported it disagrees with a recent report by the National Alert Center, which revealed an officer outside of the school was within firing range of the suspect before he entered the building, but waited for permission from a supervisor to shoot. The state committee learned through witness testimony that that was not the suspect, but rather a coach who was ushering kids into the school. Back to you. Cheryl, thank you for that. The families in the community have been absolutely fucked, Drake. Welcome. Of course, all these new details made for yet another emotional day. Anieli Ruiz joins us now from Uvalde. And Anieli, you've been there several times since this happened, also through the weekend. What are the families of the victims saying? Well, guys, the frustration for these families continue after viewing the video and the report from the... My God! They tell us they know there was failure, but now they're looking for some kind of accountability. It was yet another day filled with lots of anger and frustration for the families of Uvalde. For almost eight weeks, they've been waiting for answers to try and figure out what happened inside this... Oh, I think this is just the... They released two different versions of the video. This is just the, the rest of the video we watched earlier. God damn... Remember, kids, shoot up drugs, not schools. My advice. In Colorado, speaking of the failures of idiot-ass cops, thank you, Zangle. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed your fucking name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Zangle Demon, thank you for the follow. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Five bystanders injured in downtown Denver as police officers shoot at man authorities say was armed. Five people, three women and two men. Were you censored, Core? What? <laughs> or was it a link? Oh, yeah. Miro. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Five people were hurt in lower downtown Denver early Sunday when police officers shot at a man they say was armed as bars in the crowded entertainment district let out. So they just indiscriminately shot at a man they think was armed. The five people, three women, and two men are expected to survive their injuries. They appear to have been innocent bystanders wounded in officer's crossfire. The Denver Police Department says they are investigating whether the bystanders' injuries were directly a result of the officer's gunfire. We're going to make sure that we caused it when we just indiscriminately fired guns at a man that we think might have been armed. As if being armed is a crime in this goddamn country that is soaked with guns. Just another day in mass shooting USA. And and this story's got everything America's made out of. Mass shooting and cops. The suspect, who was also wounded in the shooting, does not appear to have fired his weapon. He, too, is expected to survive. Oh. that a link that Adam likes to share? (laughs) 
I'm sorry that like it, it just helps cut down on the spam to not have the links. But we still got some the other day on YouTube. I changed I changed YouTube to be uh, sub only. That got rid of that spam. RPD investigators suspended with pay following a dispute with EMT in Ambulance Bay. So this is in Rochester, New York. In a statement from the Rochester Police Department, the Rochester Police investigator who uh, who was seen putting an EMT, putting an EMT, a real hero, an EMT in handcuffs, inside the emergency room at Strong Hospital has now been suspended, but, but he still gets paid. First, a Rochester police investigator is now suspended after he detained an EMT at Strong Hospital. Hey, wait, clearly an EMT putting on gloves to work on a patient that is on a gurney with another EMT next to her. I believe that was a her. I'm sorry if I misgendered somebody. Investigative reporter Jennifer Lukey. Suspe- a Rochester police investigator is now suspended after he detained an EMT at Strong Hospital. Newston NBC investigative reporter Jennifer Lukey broke this story last Thursday. The viral video has been viewed now more than three million times. This is the latest update on the ongoing internal investigation by the Rochester Police Department. Newston NBC's Raven Brown joins us now with what led up to this. Raven. Well, Nikki, in a statement from the Rochester Police Department, the Rochester Police investigator who was seen... So 400 cops can't save innocent children being murdered. There wasn't a cop anywhere to be found in the mall. It was a bystander that was armed with a handgun. But hey, when you need somebody to interrupt an EMT actively treating somebody, the cops are on the scene. We're going to make sure no EMT pushes them around. Putting an EMT in handcuffs inside the emergency room at Strong Hospital has now been suspended with pay. This is the video we shared with you last week. It now has more than 3 million views on Twitter. The incident happened last Monday, and now an internal and external investigation is underway. As Why? A Rochester Police detective handcuffed an EMT inside the strong emergency department. The investigator's car was parked in the ambulance bay when the EMT hit it while opening her door to unload a patient. He insisted on identification and she insisted. Wow. So you were a jackass parked somewhere you shouldn't have been causing trouble and you, you got your car dinged. And you want to be a dick about it. Holy shit. Cops are useless. Cops are fucking useless. ...on getting her patient inside. We are told she was released when an RPD supervisor got to the scene. And the police union released a statement saying, in part, the decision to suspend the investigator is perplexing. The incident in question reached... Yeah, it is. Fire him. ...resolution that day when both the investigator and the EMT were able to jointly discuss the reasons for their actions, and both accepted each other's explanations. The investigator had previously... No, he should be suspended. He should be fired! 
investigation. However, he is now suspended with pay. His name has not been released yet. Nikki? My God, no, fire that motherfucker. We don't need fucking cops. Meanwhile, down in Florida, a police officer was shot with his own gun during a traffic stop. I would, like, I haven't... I don't know. I don't know if we have the local news hit on this. I haven't read this yet, so I don't know if, like, the gun was taken from him. Well, Mater, I'm not going to say that. Okay, so it was a man shot a police officer with his own gun. Well, I can't say it because it violates Twitch's terms of service. But, in my opinion, there is only one good kind of cop. So you can probably take a guess what kind of a cop that is. By the way, you can get the... Chris Dorner Appreciation Society shirt from the Freak Store. That's a that's a real that's a real website where you can buy real merchandise. I have several of my own shirts. You can get the Chris Dorner Appreciation Society shirt. Nah, nah, Drake, not a woke cop. <laughs> There's only one good kind of cop. And I like to go around, so uh, when there are like officers, funerals, or some sort of uh, 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 instance where a, like a procession for a cop or something, I'd be like, only thing I see is a good cop. Finally, a picture of a good cop. Chris Dorner tried to expose corruption inside the LAPD department. L- department, that's redundant. LAPD. The D is for department. It was redundant. Tried to expose corruption inside the LAPD. <laughs> he was retaliated against. He then went on to kill, what, four cops? And then, like, the cops ended up killing people that they thought were Dorner just to show you how incompetent that the cops are and cowardly before finally, uh, I believe he, there was a fire or something in the standoff. Stood there and laughed. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing about fucking uh, car chases, though. And I, I fucking, I'm thoroughly against them. I don't think police should do fucking car chases because oftentimes they injure pedestrians or they cause damage to civilians' property and then the property never gets paid for. That's another thing. Is like the people that were injured in the cop shooting... Like, they may get a settlement from the city eventually. You would think, you would think the police department would take care of them. No, uh 
You think they would grovel at him and be like, oh, please, please, let, let us pay your medical bills. Ain't fucking happening. Never, never let a cop, oh, fucking shit. I keep pulling my fucking arm to pull it out. Never let a cop, like, see something of yours. They say, like, they, they've got to go chase somebody or something, like, in the movies. Because they will do that. Be like, I need to commandeer your vehicle. Do not let them. Sorry about that. That might have, that might have popped on you. Do not let a cop commandeer your vehicle. A Haines City police officer was shot by his own gun while conducting a traffic stop in Haines City on Sunday. The shooting happened just before 10 p.m. outside of a Checkers. Uh, that is known as a rallies in other parts of the country. Checkers, rallies, same thing. Kind of like a Hardee's and a Carl's Jr. kind of deal going on, right? I've heard they're not any good anymore. Like, I used to like them back 20 years ago, but now who knows. Police stopped the driver, later identified as 32-year-old uh, Louis Alfonso Alicia Feliciano. Louis Alfonso Alicia Feliciano. Uh, no, it's a, it's it's like a drive-through burger fry kind of place. You, there's there's like uh, little tables you can sit at in the front, but like you can't go in. Not a pizza place at all. Police said Feliciano uh, asked... Hold on. Oh, I skipped something. Police stopped the driver, later identified as Louis Alfonso Alicia Feliciano of Winter Haven because he was speeding 15 miles per hour over the speed limit. Probably shouldn't stop somebody for 15. Passing other drivers erratically. Okay, maybe. Police said Feliciano then asked the officer if he could call his girlfriend to retrieve groceries from his car. The officer agreed. Oh, this guy's slick. Sometime later, Feliciano's girlfriend, Deribel Torres or Osco, 30, and her brother, David Antonion Torres Acosco. Gor- I'm sorry, guys. I butchered your fucking names. Orozco. Arrived and became aggressive towards the officer. When the police asked them to leave the scene, they refused. Uh, that's when officers told David Torres or Cosgo. Oh, do we have we have the local news hit? Damn, I've been reading all this. Police are investigating a fight during a traffic stop that ended with an officer shot by their own gun. Eight on your side, Beth Russo is live this morning. Beth, that officer is still in the hospital. He is good. From the scene here on US 27 to the hospital in Lakeland, where he's in the trauma unit with a gunshot wound to his leg, but he is expected to be okay. I want to go ahead and pull up some video just so you can see where this nuts checkers on US 27 here in Haines City. We've been talking with leaders with the Haines City Police Department. They tell us what happened is last night that officer tried to pull over a car for a routine traffic stop that turned into a fight, and that's when the officer's own gun went off and he ended up with the gunshot wound to his leg. Again, he's expected to be okay this morning. Wait, 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 wait. When we clicked on this story, didn't it say that Winter Haven man shoots police officer with his own gun? 
However, the video says Haines City police officer shot by his own gun. And the reporter went to great pains to say that his gun went off. Not not that someone shot him. They tell us there are three suspects that are in custody and we're working with leaders here at the Haines City Police Department more about their investigation into what happened, the charges that those three suspects are facing. They tell us that they will be releasing more details as we move through the day today. So we'll bring you all the latest as it becomes available. We're live. Oh, don't say that, Dustin. I worked in news for years. I've got, I know plenty of reporters. I was a news reporter. I was a news reporter. What? All reporters are bad. Dustin, I'm technically I'm a news reporter right now, aren't I? All right, this one this one requires a content warning. We're going to talk about another school shooting. The trial for the Parkland shooter has started. It, it started today. Parkland school shooter cradled his head in his hands during his penalty hearing as the court listened to graphic witness audio. Oh, I guess he's already played, played guilty. This is the penalty, penalty, uh, penalty hearing. The jury will soon decide whether or not to give the Parkland shooter the death penalty. The shooter pleaded guilty in October 2021 to all 34 charges. Graphic audio of the massacre played during Monday's penalty hearing. So, yeah, content warning. Graphic video played for the jury. We have the audio of it, and you're going to see his reaction to it. Holy shit. So it got me last night too. The shots in Uvalde. Fuck. I am very much anti-death penalty. And uh, I wasn't always. That's one of those things that I changed my mind on later on in life. Uh, I actually had... uh, Is it the Green Mile that has the nun in it? When uh, I was in college, like sis- Sister uh, Carrie Prejean, her name. She's the she's the nun for the Green Mile. I get it confused with that other movie, but I think it's the Green Mile. Like Susan Sarandon or something played a nun, but like I I haven't seen the movie actually, <laughs> but um. The nun that it's based off of came and spoke at was not the Green Mile movie about a dude being on death row. 
He has a nun talking to him and shit. Maybe he's dead man walking. I don't want to say I've seen the Green Mile, actually. <laughs> but, like, whatever. Like, she, she was incredibly famous, and she's, like, one of the most famous uh, uh, death penalty abolitionists. And she spoke at my college, and one of the things that she said that stuck with me was that 90% of the people on death row, over 90% of the people on death row, couldn't afford an attorney. Couldn't afford an attorney. Had a public defender. And it's like, for certain, it is being doled out in a way that disproportionately affects poor people. And I can't be behind that. Even if in theory I could come around to getting behind the idea of a death penalty. But but in, in theory, because in practice it certainly doesn't work, we execute a hell of a lot of innocent people. And I think just executing just one innocent person... Uh, is a shame and a complete reason to get rid of the death penalty. Just one. And we we have executed hundreds, maybe thousands. Probably most certainly thousands throughout our history as a country. Definitely against the state causing more death with your tax money. I totally get that. So, I guess you guys are all hoping that he gets life in prison. I don't, this is kind of a, this is one of those cases where I could be, you know, morally for the death penalty because it's so cut and dry. He did what he's accused of. But it's still... If, you have to get down to the meat and bones of exactly what you feel our carceral system, what its purpose is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be rehabilitation? Is it supposed to be punitive? What 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 is the purpose of our justice system? What do what do you want to because some people want to get different things out of it. Some people want retribution. That becomes a philosophical question. And I don't... I To me, justice is... An eye for an eye and the whole world goes blind. I, I, I can totally get behind that. I'm going to have to think about how I would define justice. I'm going to have to come back to that. I thought I was going to go off on some profound rant, but I'm going to have to think on that one. I know that justice would be Steve Bannon going to prison for many, many years. Jury selection began today in the trial of former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, who faces criminal contempt of Congress. This isn't the reason he would go to prison for many, many years, but he could see... The inside of a jail cell for a few months because of this. Charges after refusing to comply with the January 6th Select Committee. John Yang has more on the trial and the role it plays in the broader investigation. 
Omna, Bannon is the first member of Trump's inner circle to go on trial for defying a committee subpoena. Jury selection started slowly today, with Bannon's attorney asking potential jurors how much of the hearings they've watched and whether they have opinions about the committee and its work. Devlin Barrett covers the Justice Department for The Washington Post. Uh, Devlin, people may be confused here because the headline last week was that Bannon said he was willing to testify before the committee. And yet this this trial, this contempt trial uh, uh, is is underway. So help people understand what's going on here. So a lot of what you saw Bannon doing last week and the, and the week before, I, I think you have to really see in context of him trying to delay his trial. It was performative. And essentially, he, he did make that offer to testify to the committee, but it was a, such a last minute thing. And, you know, he was he was charged like this. The events that led to this trial all came last year. And so what prosecutors and, and frankly, the judges and he brought he would have gone in and dicked around because it is just it was a delay tactic. He would have gone in and dicked around with the committee and wasted their time. And the committee didn't have any. They were like, we don't want anything to do with it. So here you go. Go face your contempt charge. Good on them. have said to Bannon's last minute offers is, you know, it's really too late for that. Uh, you refuse to cooperate with the committee, uh, allegedly, and now there's going to be a trial over, over exactly how that happened. Is this likely, or it is a possible outcome of this, that he will cooperate with the committee and comply with the subpoena? You know, one of the real ironies of uh, charging someone with contempt of Congress is it's really just a punishment. If anything, it makes it less likely that he will end up testifying to the committee because there is now a potential conviction or a potential appeal of these legal issues, all of which would make it harder for him to testify, not easier. Uh, this is really just the, the, the stick of punishment now for someone that they decided was was not going to deal with them. He's been arguing that he he doesn't have to testify or appear or comply because he's covered by executive privilege. Is that something the judge has said he can argue in his defense? The judge has left open the idea that he may be able to argue to the def- to the jury that he was still willing to cooperate or he he had some interest. Uh, a bit. He would have pleaded the fifth if he'd showed up. But, but this executive privilege argument, I think, has been uh, him around. misunderstood or mischaracterized because the judge also said, we don't even know that the president invoked executive privilege in this case. It, we are essentially taking that from the defendant's lawyers. And he he don't have the power to evoke executive pres- privilege. Exactly. Because he was he's did, not the president right now. Did he not get a subpoena from the committee? with a certain date by which he was supposed to testify and give documents. And did he give them any of those things? Or did he at least explain why he wasn't going to give them those things or have some sort of back and forth with them about it? And the prosecution argument is that he didn't. He basically said and did nothing of value. And that is what led to the charge. And so this is a very narrow set of facts that they're going to be uh, being trying, trying in this case. Extremely narrow, so narrow, in fact, that, you know, jury selection may take one or two days here. It's possible this is one of the rare cases where the trial itself could be shorter than the jury selection. Um, (laughs) That is how narrow the law and the facts are. Pretty open and shut. But again, you can't know for sure until you see what some of the defense decisions are and what kind of case they try to present. 
aside from this issue of whether uh, of contempt, I'm not high enough for this shit. Uh, allegedly not complying or ignoring this subpoena from the uh, January 6th committee, is it possible that Steve Bannon could be part of a broader Justice Department investigation into January 6th? So what we've seen is that the January 6th investigation is incredibly broad and encompasses hundreds of people and a lot of different conduct. And certainly as one of the public mouthpieces and boosters of January 6th, Steve Bannon is in the mix in, in a lot of that activity. So separate and apart from this case, which is just about the narrow question of contempt, I do think it's reasonable to think that Steve Bannon is sort of in the Justice Department's field of vision as they look at all the events leading up to January 6th. And Devlin, remind us, what's the, the, the possible penalty uh, for these contempt charges that he's facing in trial? So he faces two charges. Each charge carries a, a minimum uh, jail term of uh, a month or a maximum of a year. To be the honest, DOJ is starting to make three, moves, though, Scott Collins. Uh, no one's gone to jail for this as long as anyone's been alive. So uh, this is in some ways uh, making an example of Steve Bannon. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the Steve Bannon trial is not so much about Steve Bannon. It's about sending a message to all the other people who have been subpoenaed by the committee. Devlin Barrett of the Washington Post. Thank you very much. Thank you. Devlin. Devlin, such a fancy lad name. I'm sure Devlin is a fancy lad. Maybe he's even got an Ivy League education. Two New York residents charged with funneling Chinese investor money to Trump campaign. Um, I've heard the phrase Beijing Biden thrown around an awful lot by right wingers. Come on, man. But two New York residents charged with funneling Chinese investor money to Trump campaign. Uh, they arrested a couple of, uh, election officials in, in Colorado. Like the DOJ is starting to make some moves. But apparently they were very interested in the January 6th testimony, the committee's testimony, and not because they didn't know what the committee knew, but because they wanted to cross-check their notes and make sure they, they had everything lined up. That is what some analysis has been by legal experts, people, because I love, I listen to policy want podcasts and shit like the legal eagle podcast or no legal eagles the youtube channel the uh like what is that lawfare podcast rational security that's the one i listen to all the time those fucking shit lib wonks that are that are but like they they have inside knowledge of washington but now this is, this is, I find this fascinating. Two New York state residents were charged with illegally using funds from Chinese and Singaporean investors to donate $600,000 to then-President Donald Trump's re-election campaign in 2017, U.S. prosecutors said on Monday. The scheme was part of an effort by Sherry Lee 
and Leonbo Wang to showcase political connections as they sought funds to build a China-themed park in upstate New York, adding that they raised $27 million in investment but never completed the project. It sounds like something Trump would be involved in. Lee called the park Chinese Disneyland, according to a complaint filed in federal court in Brooklyn. Prosecutors said Lee and Wang made contributions in their own names to a committee hosting a fundraiser for Trump on June 28, 2017, but that the funds came from 12 foreign donors. The pair had charged $93,000 each to attend the event with them. U.S. campaign finance law bars foreigners from contributing to political candidates or being solicited for donations, but nothing prohibits foreign nationals from attending fundraisers. This is according to Washington lawyer Kenneth Gross, who is apparently an expert in election law. Lee and Wang, both naturalized U.S. citizens originally from China, were arrested in Long Island on charges of conspiracy to defraud the United States, as well as wire fraud and money laundering conspiracy. Wang's lawyer declined to comment. A lawyer for Lee did not respond to a request for comment. They, they switched it up there with their phrasing. I like that. You might have seen a lot of right-wingers. We with joy earlier today as Fauci announced his retirement. Most people don't click on the headline, though. He says he's going to leave by the end of the Biden administration. I can't believe you. You should have already gone. Tony, my man, Tony. For those of you that might be new here and not... uh, heard my opinion like not that i think that tony fauci anthony fauci did anything wrong dr fauci to be professional i was i was taught by the first program director of the the first radio station i worked for it always use people's proper titles i don't i don't care as much cancel justin indeed I don't necessarily think that Dr. Fauci has done anything particularly wrong with the COVID response. However, he should have retired when Biden came to office. It should have been a fresh start for a new administration. New face of the COVID pandemic. I think the Biden administration has done a spectacular job of getting almost everything wrong with their COVID response. Since Biden came to office. And when I say that, I pretty much mean what COVID response? What COVID response? Fauci says he will retire from government by the end of Biden's term. Anthony Fauci, the nation's preeminent infectious disease expert, who has served as the face of the coronavirus pandemic response for more than two years, plans after more than 50 years in government to retire by the end of President Biden's term. He confirmed Monday to the Washington Post. Oh, oh, oh Trump failed in a whole other way. Trump, Trump's failure to contain is, is a whole different level of failure. Don't think it. Don't think I'm not going to give Trump his just dues or that you can't go back and watch the troll patrol from then and hear me bitch about the Trump response. However, Biden has not handled it well at all. 
Oh, Tones, that's a very good question. Well, for, he's been in government for 50 fucking years, which he, well, he's 60 something years old right now. It didn't say it in the story here. Let's look it up. How old are you, fucker? There's too many crusty old people in government. Born in 19 fucking 40. How old would that make him? 60. Wait, what? That make him like 83 fucking years old? No way. God damn, he's at it. Yes. He needs to fucking retire. He, he looks pretty good for 80. I thought he's in his like fucking late 60s. But yeah, that math don't math. Well, he, the real the real thing to hate Fauci about is like the AIDS response and shit. But like he was he was a lot smaller beans back then too. Fauci's decision to retire by 2025 was first reported by Politico. Oh, here it was. 81-year-old official later suggested that his plans were not fully settled, telling the New York Times that he would almost certainly retire by 2025, cautioning CNN not to view Monday's news as his official retirement announcement. I do not want to do other things in my career, even though I'm at a rather advanced age, Fauci said on CNN, adding that he has the energy and the passion to keep working after federal service. Fauci, Biden's chief medical advisor, first joined the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease as a uh, clinical research fellow in 1968. And became the agency. I called him Small Beans, and he was the fucking agency's director in 1984. So, okay, maybe he deserves a lot more blame for the AIDS crisis. But hey, our government did indeed do pretty pretty well with Ebola and Zika and shit. And that is the one thing I like I I came I came of age during the the Bush administration. I came of age at the ass end of the Clinton administration. I was I was a, a full-grown adult for all of the Bush administration. And I will say the one thing about the Bush administration is that they took pandemic seriously. And we had a robust pandemic response that Trump dismantled. And that Obama added to that both of them took pandemics incredibly serious. Because like fucking disease experts have been warning like we're overdue for a pandemic. It's amazing as interconnected as we are now that we haven't had one yet. Now we got two going on at one time. One of the first whistleblowers of the government's response. Is that what you're saying, uh, uh, Zangle Demon? So am I being too hard on him about the, the AIDS epidemic? If, if that's the case, then then hell yeah on Fauci. Yeah, Reagan would fucking 
Don't even get me started on Reagan. I could do a whole show. It's just me bitching about Reagan every fucking night. Fauci isn't a politician. And like, as I said, I, I don't think there has been anything wrong with his response to COVID. But I think he should have stepped aside. There should have been another public figure for the Biden administration when Biden took office. And fuck, he's 81 years old. There's a, there's a lot of debate about who was the worst president. Because you go back to the 1800s and we had some real fucking shitheads. But, like, there's a lot of shit that Reagan fucked up about this country. May have ended the country, to be honest with you. We may be on the downfall, and Reagan did that. You want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene? Apparently she made up some rights that don't exist. Stands up for two women's rights that don't exist. This is according to LGBTQ Nation. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is now accusing Democrats of believing that women's rights don't matter anymore because they're pro-choice and support transgender rights. That's weird. That kind of sounds like thinking that women's rights matter, goddammit. Speaking on the Rob Carson Show on Newsmax Radio. Green said that Republicans, unlike Democrats, support women because they want to force women to become mothers even if it's a circumstance they didn't plan. That doesn't sound like supporting women. The very idea that women's rights don't matter anymore, which is what they say. Can we hear it from your mouth? Uh, I would assume that, that, that you know you as a woman are proud to... I can go ahead and tell you, right-wingers are fucking morons and... MTG might be chief moron. Be a woman, and this nonsense is an affront to all women. Don't you suppose? Oh, absolutely, 100%. It's insulting. And, you know, the, the very idea that women's rights don't matter anymore is, and, and which is what they say in, as, in our stance for pro-life, is we support women, we support their pregnancies, we support them being mothers, and, and even if it's a circumstance that they didn't plan, we support women. We also support women's rights, our right to privacy, our right no. to have privacy in our bathrooms, our right to... No, you don't support women's right to privacy if you are anti-abortion. These laws are already invading women's privacy. We've seen it all fucking ready. ...to compete in our own women's sports without being threatened by biological men. And so, yes, all of this is a slap in our face, and I'm standing I'm standing up for it. You should. Yes, we should. We have to not only for ourselves, but also for our daughters. Yes. And I have two daughters, and I care about that, and I care about any other woman and young women in this country. Mitch McConnell, you better be listening, my friend. You're looking at Sri Lanka. You know, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but that attitude is here. We're tired of it. We're just, just sick of the night. How, how's the attitude right now among Democrats? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's one of his own. He's like, Mitch McConnell. That's one of the wild things. Is like, Mitch McConnell is so fucking unpopular. And he has been one of the most effective Republican politicians, like, ever, possibly. I said effective. I didn't say he was good. That's a value judgment. 
He is most certainly not good. He might quite possibly be evil incarnate. But he has been insanely effective. Talking about going to Mitch McConnell's house. They're going to cook in his kitchen and swim in his pool like they did in Sri Lanka. That's on Capitol Hill. Well, they seem to have learned nothing. As a matter of fact, Uh, they have doubled down since they lost because this week we're having to vote on these, I mean, completely disgusting and evil abortion bills where they want to uh, federalize abortion, codifying Roe versus Wade, uh, taking away the rights from the states. They want to completely rights to make their own laws regarding life and abortion. But that one's not as good as like, you know, the gazpacho police. Was that what she said that one time? Even fucked with the audio, made her say something different. (laughs) The gazpacho, please. Do you guys remember that? Oh, shit. I don't see it. Also, I'm not really looking. (laughs) She was trying to say Gestapo. She was... (laughs) I'm I'm fucking serious. I'll find it. Hold on. Oh, Sky Comet, I did not see you say we, but I'm just assuming I probably took a hit at that time. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way to make that fire off alerts, but it takes something beyond stream elements. It takes a whole nother fucking app that plugs into stream elements. It's fucked it's fucked up. I'm not making this up. Like I made her say something else. I can't remember. Once we, once I hear the audio, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you there's something else I made her say. Not only do we have the DC jail, which is the DC gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police. Oh, I made her say DC uh, goulash. I made her say goulash. <laughs> Just because I thought it was funny to make her say goulash before she said gazpacho. Dale, which is the D.C. gulag. But now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff, and spying on American citizens that want to come talk to their representatives. This government has turned... Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? I think you're all very stupid. I, I, I don't, I think you kind of have to be genuinely that stupid. That's what I'm saying. I would go right winger if I thought I could. I don't think I can, I can't be that stupid. I think you have to be genuinely that stupid. 
I think there are some right wingers that don't have a moral compass, that don't have ethics, and they're not dumb, and they just they go they go where people like. I doubt Ben Shapiro is actually a dumb guy, but I also don't think he's that broad either. But I don't I I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene is 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 trolling. But then again, it could like. Saying maybe she knows, aha, uh-huh, like I'll fuck up Gestapo and it'll go viral and I'll get even more clicks because of it. Be, to be right wang. <laughs> How's it hanging? It's right wang. Uh, you live in sexual anarchy? Here is Russell Brand, who, for the longest time, I thought was trying to rip me off. Like, he he went on, like, the Messiah tour or something, right as I was calling myself the new media messiah. Like, Russell Brand, I feel like you've been trying to, you've been trying to rip off my shtick. You and Seth Rollins keep stealing from me. But now you've gone a little kooky now. You're in a... Are you in a fucking humidor? What's going on? We're in some kind of wood room. Anytime you're in a wood room... And you're talking to people on on YouTube or streaming on Twitch, like... You're kooky. You're just automatically kooky. This is Russell Brand talking about the Dutch farmers that are protesting. Right wingers, I like I like doing this. I like exposing idiotic right wing conspiracies. Don't trust people in wooden rooms. Sometimes you you should trust the people in the padded rooms because it was corruption that put them there. Like Adrian Schoolcraft, who tried to expose corruption in the NYPD. And the NYPD said he was crazy. And had him institutionalized. But all the things that he was saying were true. The NYPD was that corrupt. I do like I always liked Russell Brand. I didn't like I don't know that he's full blown wacko. I haven't watched any of his shit from a wooden room, but we're getting ready to watch a minute forty that might be a little batshit crazy. And it might have been being locked up during COVID. And then yeah, you You get on the, the streams and then the algorithm pushes you right wing. Here's the thing is I like to be hated, so I love the fact that I do a video about Jordan Peterson that gets a thousand likes or a thousand views and most of them are, are did like I get a couple hundred dislikes on it and all the comments are talking about how great Jordan Peterson is. It's just me dunking on them in the comments. I fucking love it. I eat the hate up. So no worries about me ever turning right wing, guys. I fucking like... 
I don't want to be Mr. Popular saying shit that confirms other people's stupid ass bias. I'm going to tell you the truth no matter how fucking how how much it pisses you off. The algorithm just just forces people to go to the right and I assume that's what happened to Russell Brand so let's 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 check you out. What's While the of, mainstream media may be portraying the Dutch farmer protests as an anti-environmentalist movement peopled by selfish farmers, Vandana Shiva with her experience in how corrupt centralized agricultural monocultural giants are oppressing independent farmers all over the world. This is connected to the land grab of Bill Gates. This is connected to corruption of companies like Monsanto. This whole fertilizer situation is a scam. They present it as a green ideology. Oh, we can't keep using these fertilizers. And anyone who lives in the rural area will know that when those fertilizers get used, you think, oh, God, is this a bit dodgy? But the reason that farmers are using those fertilizers is because it's necessary economically because of the pressure they are under financially, because of often because of government enforced imperatives. And the objective isn't to get the farmers to behave in an organic response. Sir, I like you talk about government imperatives, but like we have farm subsidies, and the government just keeps for like they pay farmers to do away with food in this country. I don't exactly know how how it works over in other countries. We 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 dole out a lot of subsidies here in the U.S. Also, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get the lowdown on exactly what the what the Dutch farmer protest is all about here in just a second responsible ecologically apposite manner no far from it it's in order to bankrupt the farmers so that their land can be grabbed my mind was blown by that this shows you how the great reset operates it uses a green agenda and just so you know i agree with the green agenda i think that the planet should be treated i mean that's not okay so he's once again, it's kind of like like you're pinpointing a problem or a symptom of something and you're missing the point entirely. So that's just the way the economic system incentivizes people to behave. Just the way the economic system incentivizes people to behave. You're mad at capitalism, sir. Once again, you're mad at capitalism. And you're being like, Ooh, the government's the problem! with love and respect that we should see ourselves as in harmony with it but when regulations are passed down from a globalist level and it affects the lives of ordinary farmers it's the duty of all of us to support them to stand in solidarity to give them time to make those transitions to how who are ordinary farmers exactly okay are these corporate farms are we really talking about ordinary farmers or is that the way the Republicans talk about small business owners? I need, I need precising definitions, sir. Say to the farming and agricultural community, we'll support you by buying your products if you make these concessions and changes, which we'll agree between us. It doesn't need to be mediated by technocratic globalist bodies. We, the people, can make these decisions together. So he's a libertarian advocating free market principles, which never fucking work. We're, yeah, Russell lives in England, and but we're talking about uh, the Dutch protests. But this is the new this is the new trucker convoy for the far right. This kind of proves what kind of a person that Russell Brand is. 
Gary Reed from Salon. Far right's latest cause, manure flinging Dutch farmers and the Great Reset. Pep Perman 23. What is up, my friend? It's okay being a little wackadoodle. I'm kind of a little wackadoodle, you know? <laughs> I'm a lot of wackadoodle, actually. But it's when it's when you delve into these conspiracy theories and like here's that's the thing I try to impart on people, especially like when I take calls and and, and it, it's people trying to argue with me. Like, do you really know what you're talking about? Like, I had this dude tell me that like Seattle didn't raise their seawall, which proves that climate change isn't real, and they know it's not real. And I went and like, and like, I was like, this isn't something I can talk to you about here on this call right here on this show. This is a complex topic. So like, I need you to call back tomorrow and let me, let me actually look this up. And it turns out that they, they commissioned a whole study by the university of Washington said that the, the seawall would still be like fucking three feet above the worst case scenario a hundred years from now. Because, <laughs> like, the wall was already built really fucking high. They were just replacing parts of it because of barnacles eating away at it. I had to learn more about a fucking seawall than I ever thought I would have to learn. But I'm like, dude, I need you to understand that you don't have, like, the knowledge to speak on these topics. You need to understand what your depth is. Have some self-awareness. If all these fucking doctors are taking COVID seriously, the one quack you heard on Joe Rogan or saw on the bit shooter, the rumble isn't telling you the fucking truth. I just like the idea that like, this is the election variant. BA, the, the BA5 variant is the election variant that they came up with to, to scare people before the election. It's just fucking dumb. Right-wingers, you're, you're absolute morons. And I wish you would just understand, like, you guys like your football. You like your sporty ball shit, right? You like UFC. Nothing wrong with that. I used to be into UFC. I like wrestling. Go do that shit. Go go watch your NASCAR and shit. Well, I guess they're pissed off at NASCAR right now because they, they got a black driver. Far right's latest cause, manure-flinging Dutch farmers in the Great Reset. Last week on Fox News' Tucker Carlson show, a young Dutch media personality introduced American viewers to a frightening new vision. The government of the Netherlands, she said, was stealing Dutch farmland under the guise of a fabricated environmental crisis, but actually as part of a communist plot to transform Holland's countryside into mass housing for immigrants and to enact something called the Great Reset. The oracle behind the dire prediction was... And by the way, these are the people that accuse us of fear-mongering. They'll be like, oh, you're just fear-mongering about COVID. 
And then they turn on their Tucker Carlson and worry about the immigrants coming to enforce the Great Reset on them. The oracle behind this dire prediction was evil. E- ah, fuck. Eva Vlardenbroek, a former candidate for Holland's far-right Forum for Democracy party, whose strident demeanor and good looks have earned her the Dutch media nicknames Aryan Princess. Since it said she has good looks, I, I know I got a fucking we got a we got a binger for RB. This is your Aryan princess. Oh. You live in sexual anarchy. I mean, this is dangerous for the young men in the far right. God damn. But Vlardegbroek and Carlson aren't the only folks advancing uh, the narrative. I kind of want to watch the interview now. War Machine! We gotta, we gotta go to the YouTube. Yes, we want to see what she said on Tucker Carlson. Oh, apparently she's she's on there a lot. It's not on YouTube. Oh. This is her talking about so for the Sweden's past crime. Decades, the nation of Sweden, the small Scandinavian country, has taken in more refugees per capita than any place on Earth. In 2015, Sweden got wow. 160,000 asylum applications, mainly from Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan. That accounts to, for nearly two percent of Sweden's entire population. So, what's the yeah? Those countries are war torn. <laughs> Eva Flardingerbrook is a legal philosopher who's from Sweden, and we're happy to have her on. What was that laugh? <laughs> Eva Flardingerbrook is the Yeah, that laugh. This been? <laughs> Eva Flardingerbrook's entire population. So what's the effect of this been? <laughs> Eva Flardingerbrook <laughs> is a legal philosopher who's from Hold on, I wanna I wanna I wanna hear how to say her name. Accounts to for nearly two percent of Sweden's entire population. So what's the effect of this been? <laughs> Eva Flardingerbrook is a legal philosopher who's from Sweden, and we're happy to have her on for the first time tonight. Eva, thanks so much for coming on. So we don't often enough get to the result. So we know what Sweden did. What happened next? Well, what happened next was a skyrocketing crime epidemic i would almost say i mean uh just a week ago lordinger broic lordinger broic and it turns out that sweden has lordinger broic safest countries in europe to now the second most dangerous country in europe learning with a nazi like a giddy schoolgirl. that's exactly right so the effects of mass migration uh, and demographic change haven't been small, to say the least. And still, many people refuse to make this link.
link. But I would have to say that anybody who at this point still refuses to make the Fox link, isn't even a news outlet anymore. They're just straight up propaganda. Either lives in an ivory tower or has an interest. I would, I would, I would say the night that they fired the the dude that called the election for Arizona and was right, and they fired him for being right, but because all the Trump supporters hated him for it, that is that is when they they lost any shred. Any shred of credibility because I, I've even said it many times on this show. Like, Fox News Department used to be decent, they would do decent news pieces. Not anymore. Half a year after it went all in for the Canadian trucker convoy protesting COVID-19 vaccine mandates, the American right has adopted a new international cause, Dutch farmers who are demonstrating against environmental regulations by parading tractors down highways, lining roads with burning hay bales, blocking food distribution centers, international borders and airports, and spraying liquid manure on government buildings. Wow! Now, I'm all for fucking protest. But, like, if you're if you're saying that it's too expensive to operate and then you're, you're setting bills of hay on fire and blocking food distribution centers, I, I don't know, like, if it's union action, I can get behind it. But I don't think this is a union. Much as during the Canadian uh, trucker protest last January, right-wing Twitter is overflowing with praise and protest tributes. Montages. Oh, I want to see one of these tributes. Can we please? The Dutch farmers have had enough. Thunderstruck! Thunderstruck! Sorry, sorry. We did get a glimpse of them spraying manure. But I like those bays, those bells of hay. There's bays. Those bays. Bay over there on fire. Those bells of hay. They ain't cheap. See them kicking at the cops? I'm totally for that. But as far as I know, like the the cops over in the Netherlands aren't busting you for having a joint in your pocket. I think they'll stop and smoke a joint with you. Since late June, Dutch farmers have been holding large-scale demonstrations to protest new plans to radically reduce the amount of nitrogen oxide and ammonia emissions produced in the country, particularly from farms. In 2019, Holland's highest administrative court ruled that the country's effort to reduce nitrogen pollution were failing to meet the conditions of European Union environmental law. The ruling led to the suspension of thousands of new construction projects, including the building of a sorely needed new housing and slower speed limits on Dutch highways, as well as plans to reduce the size of Holland's agriculture industry. Part of the problem is that given the size of the Netherlands, which at 16,000 square miles is smaller 
than 41 of the 50 U.S. states. Many farms have adopted intensive agriculture methods, including heavy use of fertilizer and livestock factory farming. Not a fan of factory farming, as you guys all know, in order to increase output from limited land. Those practices have allowed the tiny country to become the second largest agriculture, agricultural exporter in the world and Europe's largest producer of meat. But have also made it a major nitrogen and ammonia polluter from both fertilizer runoff and livestock waste, some of which particularly threatens nature preserves protected by European law. For years, Dutch politicians have debated how to address the issue, and in June, the Netherlands recently appointed Minister for Nature and Nitrogen Policy, Christine, uh, Christine, Christine Ann van der Waal, announced new restrictions to cut... Why did I say that funny? Like that, That's not a hard name to say. Christiane van der Waal announced new restrictions to cut nitrogen emissions in half by 2030 to meet international climate action goals. Doing so will likely require an estimated 30% reduction in the country's livestock herds, as well as severe reductions in fertilizer use. Changes that large farms may be able to afford, but which could spell bankruptcy for many smaller family-run farms. A country where agriculture is closely tied to national identity, with family farms dating back generations, it's an undeniable blow. Holland's government reported the AP called the plans an unavoidable transition that would force farmers to become more sustainable, relocate, or stop. Dutch Prime Minister Mark Root acknowledged that the move would have enormous consequences, I understand that, and it is simply terrible. The government has allocated around $25 billion to implement the plans, with much of the targeted toward helping farms become more sustainable, or offering generous buyouts to those that can't. But as Anya Van Wagentagendok, God damn it. Wagtendonk. Anya Von Wagtendonk. Anya von Wagtendonk reported this week at GRID the clumsy government rollout of the regulations made a bad situation uh, made a bad situation worse, particularly when the government released a map indicating that some farms near nature preserves would need to reduce emissions by 95%, effectively closing them without providing additional information about the plans to help farmers adopt or compensate their losses. Farmer protests began soon after the 2019 court decision, and some tipped into violence. That year, protesters carried a coffin emblazoned with the name of a Green Party politician, compared farmers' plight to the Holocaust, and used tractors as battering rams to force open the doors of a provincial city hall, tear down neighborhood fences, and drive into a police horse. Not the fucking horse. Leave animals alone, you fucks. While the pandemic largely forced the protest to halt in 2020, they've come roaring back since June, growing widespread, aggressive, and sometimes out of control. Last week, Dutch law enforcement shot at a tractor driven by a 16... They shot? I didn't even know Dutch cops had guns. Dutch law enforcement. I thought they had fucking poodles or some shit. 
Dutch law enforcement shot at a tractor driven by a 16-year-old. They claimed, now, fucking, don't make me hate the Dutch cops, too, now. God damn it. Shot at a tractor driven by a 16-year-old they claimed was trying to drive through a police barricade. Well, okay, the 16-year-old was based. I'm sorry, I didn't read far enough. Nobody was injured and initial charges have been dropped. Cool, cool, we had a good outcome. The kids based. The week before, protesters demonstrated outside the home of nature minister Vonderwall. You're my Vonderwall. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. I am so sorry I subjected you guys to that. The week before, protesters demonstrated outside the home of nature minister Vanderwall. <laughs> See, this is all I can do this shit on Twitch. I should have done this fucking years ago. You can't do this shit on the real news. Can't fucking cuss like this. On the, can't get high as fuck on the real news. Maybe that's why their ratings are plummeting. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm sorry. We can get back together. The week before, protesters demonstrated outside of the home of Nature Minister Vanderwall, attacking a police van with sledgehammers and dumping manure on her street. In one province, local government offices that had been the site of protest were temporarily temporarily closed over a bomb threat. A supermarket distribution center that's become a focal point of protest, a conspiracy, conspiracism, conspiracism, <laughs> was mysteriously burned to the ground, although it's unclear whether either incident, either incident, if you prefer, was related to the demonstrations. All of this is complicated enough on its own, a seemingly zero-sum situation in which some farmers are almost certain to lose their livelihoods. But as the farmers' cause has been adopted by the far right, both in the Netherlands and abroad, it's grown into something larger and uglier. According to those narratives, the new regulations are part of a globalist Great Reset. It's a fucking globalist! Intent on imposing liberal authoritarianism across the world. Liberal authoritarianism. Does liberal mean something I don't think it means? I've got a degree in political philosophy, but I'm not... <laughs> liberal authoritarianism. Willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from one's own, open to new ideas, relating to or denoting a political and social philosophy that promotes individual rights, civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise, a supporter of policies that are socially progressive and promote social welfare, a supporter of a political and social philosophy that promotes individual rights, civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise. So the phrase 
Like, forgive me for having to look that up, but the phrase liberal authoritarianism, just like, that's oxymoronic, dude. Those two words don't go together. Newspeak. Newspeak. Sassy Snicks, welcome. Liberal authoritarianism makes absolutely no goddamn sense. Global elites, in this view, are orchestrating a food crisis in order to subdue unruly populations, and Dutch farmers will be displaced to make room for new immigrants. In a literal recapitulation of the Great Replacement Conspiracy Theory shared by European and American white supremacists. Some of that narrative is homegrown. On July 6th, far-right Dutch parliamentarian and Party for Freedom Chair Gert Wilders. We've talked about Gert Wilders here on the show before. Best known for his aggressive Islamophobia, including calls to ban the Quran or tax women who wear a hijab. Tweeted an image of a document he claimed was proof that farmers were being forced off their land in order to build an application center for asylum seekers. Another far-right Dutch parliamentarian went even further. Forum for Democracy founder Thierry Boudet. Boudet? Boudet? I have no clue on that one. Thierry? Thierry? Thierry Boudet? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to do the the. the I can't do it. I'm no good. At, I'm no good at accents. <laughs> it was once viewed as a more genteel and intellectual face of the right, but has fallen into the great. <laughs> There's like a lot of people that fell down the YouTube right-wing rabbit hole. But it's fallen into disgrace after a series of racism and anti-Semitism scandals and his claim that George Soros invented COVID-19 to take away our freedom. Same old story, same old song and dance. In an interview with the Epoch Times this week, Boudet charged the people governing this country for following the script written by the EU to realize what they call a Great Reset. Uh, You guys want to finish reading this article in Salon? I'm going to pass it to you in the comments. Learn more about what's going on in the Netherlands. The Dutch farmers. Now this one should be interesting. I saw this. I'm like, I really want to watch this. This is Fox News. Says MSNBC's Katie Turr wonders if she's doing more harm than good as a journalist. People don't trust us. This is a Fox News piece that we're going to hear about MSNBC. I think it's quite ironic that Fox News is doing a piece called Do Americans Trust the Mainstream Media? As if Fox isn't the fucking mainstream media. As if Fox isn't one of the the largest purveyors of fucking fake news. 
as if they weren't one of the 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 vanguards, one of the the cutting edge, one of the leading forces of right wing propaganda. They aren't squid. They aren't even a news network. I will say that the the news department used to do decent pieces. I will say that they 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 lost all credibility, one hundred percent. When they fired the guy that rightly called the election for Joe Biden, rightly called Arizona for Joe Biden. This isn't one of my cats. This is one of the other cats. Do you want to meet a new cat? Alice. All the other cats have taken up with me. All the puppies love me. But this is this isn't a cat that's likely to come over to me, and also not a cat that's going to enjoy me picking it up. But she's also incredibly fluffy. Oh my god, this fluffy cat! Anyway, I was setting up this Fox News piece talking about Katie Turr from MSNBC. Welcome back to Cross Country. Is the mainstream media doing a disservice to the American people? A new poll finds yes. that 76% of Americans say that journalists should all... Let me, let me, let me rephrase that for you. What's this dude's name? I don't want to get your name wrong. What's this dude's name? Lawrence Jones? Lawrence Jones. I'm sorry, I almost called him Mondaire Jones. You are not Mondaire Jones. Certainly not Mondaire Jones, sir. But like Lawrence Jones... I want to rephrase that for you and say corporate media, corporate media, corporate media is the word you're looking for, the phrase you're looking for. A new poll finds that 76% of Americans say that journalists should always strive to give equal side, equal coverage. But in that same poll, only 44% of journalists say the same thing. Now, this comes at a time when the trust in the media and overall news concern rates are in the gutter. So I took to the streets to find out what the average day American thinks of the media at large. Watch. Is the media doing a good job? Not really. Do you think the media is doing a great job? Uh, not with the Biden presidency, no. Do you think the media is doing a good job in telling the truth to the American people? fucking dance music behind it makes me want to fucking get the fuck down that is a weird choice a weird music cut for a man on the street interview <laughs> this dude's chewing on his necklace like no sir I don't like it oh no he had a he had a black and ball in his mouth I think they're honest I think they have to use a tactic to pull the people it went all the way back to the beginning. This sucks. Only 44% of journalists say the same thing. Now, this comes at a time when the trust... Don't fuck with it anymore. ...news concern rates are in the gutter. So I took to the streets to find out what the average day American thinks of the media at large. Watch. Did you say average day American? Not really. Do you think the media is doing a great job? Uh, not with the Biden presidency. No. Do you think the media is doing a good job in telling the truth to the American people? No. 
No. It's all a lie. I think they're honest. I think they have to use a tactic to pull the people in to listen to them. So they honest, but they honest in the roundabout way. Do you feel like they tell the truth or do no. they have their own agenda? They of course have their own agenda. Well, sometimes there's people making up um, any kind of rumor. Fake news. Yeah. They lead people in their own direction instead of their, the direction they need to be where do you get your news from? Do you watch TV? Do you look at the newspapers online, social media? Where do you get it from? I no longer look at the newspapers. I go online, uh, get information from my coworkers, and I just do a lot of soul searching myself. Where do you get your information? Do not listen to your coworkers. Where is place to get information from? Sometimes I get my news from TikTok because I'm mainly on there. What about you? Um, you say TikTok? Twitter. My family. Instagram. Oh, yeah. My dad watches TV. Where do you get your news from? I get it from you. I get it from your colleagues. Somebody's watching cross country. Back again to discuss Joe Concha and Kevin Wallen. Thank y'all so much, gentlemen. Uh, as you can see, the young people get all their information. Well, clearly the sample was tainted. And the crusty mm-hmm. adults are still reading the newspaper. <laughs> uh, Joe, you, you monitor the media for a living. Were you yeah. surprised of... You know, the media saying they shouldn't cover both sides. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, we know that they do that, but I was kind of surprised that they admitted to it, right? When you say both sides, sometimes that creates a false equivalency. Like, there is no both sides to certain arguments. Sorry. There's just facts. Indeed, Lawrence. And, and watching your, your package, or at least the clips from it, uh, from that man on the street, it, that was from New York. It wasn't from Alabama right. or Wyoming or from Texas, right? This is the perception in a very liberal area that looked like, uh, where were you, Union Square, or like uh, downtown oh, around 14th well Street? Play. You got a Union Square. <laughs> okay, used to work down there. So I'm like, oh, I know that place. He knows it's uh, New York. But look. Uh, exactly. I lived there for uh, exactly a year before going to Hoboken because they had more bars per square. You bougie miles. motherfuckers. The point is, I am old enough to remember when NBC's Lester Holt said while accepting the Edward R. Murrow Award. All right. Let let me let me uh, share this quote with you guys. Fairness is overrated, he said, unquote, and both sides should not be explored on issues. And and I'm I'm unfortunately old enough to Zangle, you, you, they platform Nazis. They platform Nazis. Yes. I don't, you can't possibly give Nazis more airtime than what Fox gives them right now. Because it's pretty much just Nazi-orama on Fox. They've gone completely mask off. Remember when CNN's Don Lemon, uh, you know, said this with a straight face while saying that CNN doesn't do opinion, but just straight news, and I hope you're sitting down, quote, Republicans are doing something that is very dangerous to our society, and we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that as Americans, we must acknowledge that as journalists, because if we don't, we are not doing our jobs. In other words, reporting both sides means reporting the... Not high enough for this shit. ...perspective on things like abortion, Second Amendment, government spending, so, uh, you know, education. The point is that, you know, there are two sides to every story. So Kevin, and if you're a journalist, you would explore both. Is and, and Joe, these guys are saying no. All right, Kevin. So where did Joe go wrong with this? Is he, is he right on this or wrong? I don't think Joe's necessarily wrong. I mean, that's why I love being on this panel with Joe. Exploring both is exactly how the Republicans have been able to play the media 
for years now. Because, like, just because, like, the Republicans say shit, the media has to give it equal weight. So CNN tiptoes around Republicans, not wanting to anger them, letting them say their dumbass shit without the proper counterbalance of, like, that was just batshit fucking crazy what he just said. And some of the commentators do. Now, sometimes there are eight sides to a story. Sometimes there's just the fucking facts. Shows we can have this exchange of ideas and, and talk about yeah. uh, both sides of, of uh, hot issues uh, facing this country. But I think those numbers are reflective of just the general general decline of the American people with regards to our institutions when it comes to the government, when it even comes to mm-hmm. our military, and a lack of trust that we see in these institutions. Looking at you, Fox News. It's been happening over time, that erosion of trust, which I think is fundamentally dangerous. And I think journalists have to come clean whether they have biases from the right or the left when they're presenting stories. I think the local news actually does a really good job of that, straight over home plate for the most part at all. There you go, Zangle. When are you going to bring on some anarchists? True leftists. of, uh, Of those cities. No, Miki goes on there every now and again. Trust in those institutions, especially uh, with the media. I guess uh, what I would say, Joe, don't you think the the media is responsible, though, for the divide and the lack of trust in our institutions because they don't cover stories fairly? Well, I, I won't answer it. From my own perspective, I'll go to Gallup, which found that something like 84% of Americans, all right, an overwhelming majority, thinks that the, the media bears some responsibility for divide in this country, all right? So that's the perception that, therefore, the media is taking a side, pushing a and you do You're the ones doing it. You're the ones doing it. That brings clicks. And that Your network. And look, 80%. Your network is just all day long bashing people, wokeism in our schools and drag queen story hour. And, like, fucking, what's wrong with Taylor Lorenz with the Washington Post and shit? That's the only kind of stories you do. Was it, this video wasn't about Katie Turr at all. Where was where was Katie Turr from MSNBC in this? Independent voters, according to Axios, uh, think that... News stories are being reported at least fake or false sometimes, and the people that are doing it, the journalists that are doing it, know they are pushing that narrative. Yeah. In other words, it's not human error. It's they're literally trying to push something on the news consumer. And and read Ari Fleischer's new book, yeah. by the way. It shows that the White House... Fuck Ari Fleischer. Reporters attending the daily briefings rank 12 to 1 Democrat to Republican. I was, that I, is telling. I was listening to him when Brian killed me, and I saw the same exact thing. Kevin, finally a word to you, brother. Well, I think Joe's, Joe points out an important thing, that the incentive structure of our media is all lopsided in terms of those clicks and those ratings, as opposed to those long-form pieces that we need more of, that investigative journalism that is so critical. Let me, give you, let me give you an example of the fallacy he just committed. That's like, that's like saying, you know, like 14 out of 15 doctors think COVID is real, and that you should take it seriously. And they're like, whoa, what? what's something weird? Why, why is there only one person representing the other side? Because the other side is stupid. 
There is no other side. The other side to not take COVID seriously is stupid based on the facts, which is why the majority of the doctors believe you should take COVID seriously. Why the majority of reporters who cover these facts think Republicans are batshit crazy. Because they are. Right-wingers are morons. It's just obvious. It's just obvious. Come on, man. Come on, man. Alright, you know I hate having to do it. I wince every time I hear his name. I very rarely talk about him on this show. I try not to talk about him any more than I have to. He tries to always stick his fucking nose in the news. And I don't like it. Twitter says Elon Musk's argument to delay trial fails at every level. Twitter on Monday filed a reply to Elon Musk's Friday response to the company's lawsuit against the billionaire saying Musk's del- or Musk's request to delay a trial fails at every level. A Tuesday hearing at a Delaware Chancery Court will determine whether the trial moves forward in September. Twitter requested an expedited trial in a lawsuit filed against Musk last Tuesday. In the filing on Monday, Twitter argued that Musk's response doesn't dispute that Twitter's lawsuit meets the standards for expedition. Citing historical legal precedents, Twitter argues that cases like the one pertaining to its lawsuit are routinely expedited because they readily fit within the standards for expedition. The only remaining condition, shareholder approval, is expected to be satisfied before the September trial, Twitter requests. Conclusions aside, Musk offers no reason to think discovery must be so expansive that a trial must wait until next year. Twitter also reiterated that Musk's problem with the number of spam accounts on Twitter is a contractually irrelevant sideshow that Musk wants to use to disparage Twitter and prolong this litigation. In his lawsuit against Musk filed last week, Twitter called Musk's exit strategy to use Twitter's bot problem as a justification to pull out of his $44 billion deal a model of hypocrisy, saying Musk initially said he wanted to buy the company to help fix its spam issues. Aw, no way. Elon Musk is a piece of shit. You don't say. Summer Smile, thank you for being a freaking follower. Welcome, welcome. You came right here at the ass end of the show. You come on every uh, Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We do a rundown of the news. But we got one more story. I hate bringing up Elon Musk because fuck that dude. I'm glad I've never been on the Elon Musk train. I've always thought he was a piece of shit. Elon Musk is an embarrassment for us. The SpaceX employees in an open letter. Oh, you thought I wanted to talk about the Twitter bullshit? No, I just threw that in because I wanted to talk about this. 
Virtual Rung, welcome! There are a lot of obstacles to extending humanity's reach to Mars, which is the primary goal of SpaceX. One of the biggest, apparently, is dealing with the CEO's very bad tweets. According to a report from The Verge, employees at the company have started writing an open letter that will decry Elon Musk's use of Twitter as a distraction and embarrassment, which are probably among the nicest things that can be said about his online presence at this point. I hope he goes to jail. I hope we see him fail. I hope we see him fall on his fucking face. I hope I live to see it. I want to I want to see him broke and miserable. I want to I want to see him in prison. Please, if there's a god, if there's some force some cosmic force up there. Well, that's how I know there's not a god then, sassy. And the fact that the coolest, smartest, most charismatic dude I've ever known in my life is dead and Donald Trump is still alive. The fact that that, that one of the coolest dudes I've ever known in my life died of like a brain tumor at like 50 and Donald Trump is still alive and kicking. Henry Kissinger is still alive. There is no God. There is no cosmic balance to this shit. Maybe we should just be in it for a cash grab. I don't know. I might be getting nihilistic in my old age. I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try to stay true to my leftist self. Elon is, but you can tell Elon is miserable. Elon's behavior in the public sphere is a frequent source of distraction and embarrassment for us, particularly in recent weeks. The letter states, as our CEO and most prominent spokesperson, Elon is seen as the face of SpaceX. Every tweet that Elon sends is a de facto public statement by the company. It is critical to make clear to our teams and to our potential talent pool that his messaging does not reflect our work, our mission, or our values. Yeah, where's the Bezos karma? Where's the karma for all these rich fucks? Maybe we gotta give them the karma and we gotta raise the boards. Let me put this in a way that uh, won't violate Twitch's terms of service. We need a French Revolution moment. We need a Mussolini in the in the in the town square moment. Apparently, uh, Gaddafi was cool in a lot of ways. So I don't want to say we want the the Gaddafi moment. I won't. I won't say what happened, but I'll just I'll do this and paraded him through town like a popsicle with a bayonet. Yeah, yeah, that described it well in a way that wouldn't violate terms of service. SpaceX has a well-publicized no-asshole policy. <laughs> That's a weird thing to have. That's a weird thing to have when the, the lead guy is like the biggest goddamn asshole on earth. As our CEO and most prominent spokesperson, Elon is seen as the face of SpaceX. 
already said that. Company president Gwen Shotwell has described assholes as people who interrupt others, they shut down or co-opt conversation, and they create a hostile environment where no one wants to contribute. She also said the policy encourages people to listen harder, not talk louder, and to embrace the ideas of your fellow workers, especially when they differ greatly from yours. But Elon will fire you for having a difference of opinion. He will he will uh, take back your Tesla order if you're a blogger that criticizes him. Seems like Elon is, is not like that at all. Elon kind of sounds like a woke moralist. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Musk has a history of firing people for disagreeing with him. Despite his insistence that free speech is paramount, and it's important for people to hear opposing views, he spends most of his time on Twitter responding to superfans and sycophants who exclusively praise him. Now it is his behavior within that echo chamber where he posts mediocre memes and fires off garbage tweets without any real consequence that has him taking heat from employees. You, you all know that he wanted to fucking buy Twitter just to be able to shut down people that were making fun of him. Thank you, Zangle. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I wore it out too much. This is like the first night that I haven't used it. Like, incessantly. <laughs> hey, Justin. Are you trolling? I was indeed trolling. Lady B and I were indeed trolling. In the letter, which has been signed by staffers across the company and will be sent to Shotwell, employees ask the company to condemn Musk's behavior on Twitter, distance itself from his personal brand, and better define what the company's so-called no-asshole policy actually means. From the looks of it, they'd like it to mean not acting like Elon Musk. Well, he is an asshole. Oh, I wish these people could feel embarrassment. And for those of you who are new here, I always end the show by giving you a animal video. It could be any kind of animal. It could be a big animal. It could be a little animal. It's usually like it's usually gonna be something cute, right? Like I'm not, I'm not gonna show you like an animal getting slaughtered. Don't expect that. I mean, maybe earlier in the show, that one year, that one year, Sarah Palin did that video where the turkey got slaughtered behind her. I wouldn't be able to help but play that. If that was to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cleanse. It's the moment is in. You get you get an animal video. Uh, this is a hunting dog that wouldn't hurt a fly. Oh, shit. He really wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> He's just trying to scare it off. I don't think the... Okay, so is the fly dead? Also, not how a cat would react. Not how a cat would react as a cat owner. Not how a cat would react to that. 
That fucking cute puppy. We'll watch it a few times. It's it's kind of short. I really like the the puppy that led the parade that walked on his, on his back legs the other day. That was really fun. There is no, there is no media winch on tonight. If you are watching on Twitch. We're going to go say hey to um Christina. The show comes on 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, Sunday through Thursday. Be sure to tune in. Twitch, D Live, Facebook, all kinds of shit. YouTube, go sub on YouTube. We put the clips up and everything. Yeah, don't forget, cancel Justin. Warlord, how are you not in bed? Warlord is over in the UK. It is getting really late. It's past your bedtime, Cranky. Go to bed. If you're watching on Twitch, we're going to go say hey to um Christina. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.